We're ready. So we're going to call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Present. Mr. Kubicki? Present. Ms. Hughes? Present. Okay, we'll stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, Okay, uh, I guess the first order of business is the oath of office. This is so exciting, I'm going to get a little nervous. Okay, all right, how do we do this, Melissa? Can you guide us how we do this? Caroline will, uh, uh, in the order on the agenda, okay. ask you to stand, Okay. hold your right hand up, and she will read you the oath slowly and a sentence at a time or a phrase at a time and then you can repeat and then it's okay. official. Okay. Okay. Uh, you gotta ask me to stand. Mr. Kvicki, could you please stand and raise your right hand and repeat after me. I do solemnly swear. I do solemnly swear. That you will support the Constitution. That I will support the Constitution. Of the United States. Of the United States. The Constitution of the State of Ohio. The Constitution of the State of Ohio. And the laws of the State of Ohio. And the laws of the State of Ohio. <laughs> And that I will faithfully. And that I will faithfully. Honestly. Honestly. And impartially. And impartially. Discharge the duties. Discharge the duties. Of office of trustee. Of office of trustees. Of Columbia Township. Of Columbia Township. So help me God. So help me God. Thank you. Okay. okay. Mr. Lamar, please stand and raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I do solemnly swear. I do solemnly swear that you will support that I will support the Constitution of the United States the Constitution of the United States the Constitution of the State of Ohio the Constitution of the State of Ohio and the laws of the State of Ohio and the laws of the State of Ohio and that I will faithfully and that I will faithfully honestly honestly and impartially and impartially discharge the duties <coughs> discharge the duties of office of trustee of office of trustee of Columbia Township of Columbia Township so help me God so help me God Ms. Hughes, will you please raise your right hand? Oh, we're going to make you stand too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> please repeat after me. I do solemnly swear. I do solemnly swear. That you will support. I will support. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the State of Ohio. Constitution of the State of Ohio. And the laws of the state of Ohio. And the laws of the state of Ohio. And that I will faithfully. Faithful. I will faithfully. Honestly. Honestly. And impartially. Impartially. Discharge the duties. Discharge the duties. Of office of trustee. Of office of trustee. Of Columbia Township. Of Columbia Township. So help me God. So help me God. Thank you. It looks like it wasn't your first time. I know, I should have done it by heart. <laughs> Legendary. Okay, then we are now going to do the nomination of the election of the trustee president. Do I hear anybody wants to make a motion? I'll motion, David. I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, uh, nomination of the election of the board of trustees vice president. Do uh, I hear a motion? Susan wants to put Mr. Lamar in that position. I'll second that. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. 
Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay. And then next, uh, representative of the appointment of the Little Miami Fire Rescue and Board. I We have to vote nominate two. I make a motion that we nominate Mr. Lamar and Ms. Taylor as our two representatives. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, and then we uh, make a motion for the appointment of the representative to the HCRPC Planning Partnership. We, re we nominate Hamilton one. County Regional Planning Commission. Right. It's currently Mr. Lamar. And I'm good with that. I recommend that we continue with Mr. Lamar. Do I hear a second? I'll second that. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, and then the confirmation of the JEDS uh, board chairperson and representative. Um, we have one chair and two reps. And I, it's Mr. Lamar, the chair, and then the two reps are always the other two trustees. Okay, and I rec recommend that we have Mr. Lamar as being the chair. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. That, and we move on to the approval of this si and signing of the meeting minutes. Do, uh, I'll make a motion that we sign the regular meeting minutes of December 14, 2021. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. I'm sorry. Mr. Lamar? Yes. M Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, then I make a motion that we uh, approve the special meeting minutes of December 30th, 2021. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Now we move on to open forum. Has anybody signed in to speak at open forum? Um, I don't think anyone signed in. Unless, did you have anything you wanted to? Okay, then I have two um, emails to read. And the first one is from Jason Bechtel, who lives on La Santa Ridge. And um, he says he wants to extend his thanks to whoever is running the salt truck. <laughs> the house uphill from me has a very active sump pump thanks to a spring underground. And the outflow means a foot or more of ice in front of my driveway. I just happened to be looking out the window and saw the salt truck come back around to specifically dump a bunch on my iceberg. Sadly, <laughs> it won't help much thanks to the constant flow, but it's appreciated, Jason. Very, Very nice. nice. Um, Our legendary salt crews <laughs> and snow crews. So and thank you, Dustin and the gang. Yeah, I think Melissa might know exactly who Jim, was responsible for that. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin shared with me uh, that there are known trouble spots, uh, resident driveways and related like that, where you have a sump pump that pumps continuous water and it freezes. Uh, and so after they do the full uh, clearing or salting, uh, they go back and check the trouble spots throughout the community. So I thought, I never knew that, and, and I thought that was a great personal touch that a community like ours is able to mm -hmm. give our residents. Got it. Well, thank you. Um, and Jason also um, shared that he came across this old Lasanna Ridge sign at an antique mall and grabbed it since he's lived in Lasanna, on Lasanna Ridge for 20 years. And um, he's curious to see if anyone in the township knows when it would have been in service, and I, I believe that's being researched. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys, can you guys see that? It's almost that's the width cool. of this trunk. Can, can I see it? <laughs> oh, yeah, really you guys want to see it, don't you? Wow, that's amazing. Sign. It's in very good condition. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. predates 
John Cervese, who just retired, who's been here almost, well, 24 years. So is it a street sign? It's a street sign. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Before the made them big back then. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Um, and then I have another um, email from Les Hemingway. Um, and I'm just going to summarize. It's, it's kind of long. Um, he wanted to, um, he's very impressed with what our new administrator and the township have accomplished. Um, he believes she is a major asset to our township. Um, and when the township made improvements to Edith Avenue, the company who was doing the construction put in parking pads in the right-of-way. Um, I have one, so does Ross across the street. That frees up the street so cars are not, are not parked on the street. This could be done on Cambridge if residents would want them. Since there isn't much right-of-way on Cambridge on the west side, the pads would need to be in their front yards. Um, and in conclusion, he's very impressed with the direction that Columbia Township is going. Thank you, and to the trustees for all you do for us. Les. Well, thank you very much. Les. That was nice. nice to hear positive words. So always okay. nice. Thank you for the kind words. I will say to his Cambridge suggestion, uh, we are currently bidding Cambridge West. Uh, so from Pineville to Edith, and I believe that uh, Mr. Hemingway lives on Edith, and he was referencing parking pads on yes. Edith. Uh, we, when we perform a road reconstruction, we always replace any improvements, private improvements that were made that we have to take out as part of the road construction. So for example, on Edith, there was one or two parking pads that when we reconstructed Edith, we, re we rebuilt. Uh, we have some similar things that we're going to have to do on Buckingham. I think his idea is really a good one, and so I am looking at doing uh, communication to the residents on Cambridge uh, if they are interested in a parking pad. We would be able to pay for the amount, the part of it. Uh, if they don't have an existing parking pad, we would be able to pay for the part of it that is in the right of way, and then uh, they would pay for the share in the, the their yard. Uh, unless, as I said, it's already there. So <coughs> my point is that our projects are better when our staff and our contractors, like our contract engineer, put our heads together with the trustees often as well and think how can we not just do this the same but do this better. And we have had suggestions <coughs> from residents that we have implemented into routine services and routine projects that make them better. And so I really love when a resident tips us, gives us a tip, tip yes. line, <coughs> and uh, we can look at, that's a great idea, because we have so many road projects going at one time, mm -hmm. and so we're definitely looking into that. So I would like to thank Mr. Hemingway for taking the time to write the email, Absolutely. and we're on it. Yep. Positive suggestions. Positive suggestions are always welcome, and I'll echo uh, Les Hemingway's thoughts that Melissa's a huge <laughs> addition to us. I'm Thank proud you. of this board for picking her, so kudos <laughs> to us for picking her. Okay? <laughs> All right. I guess it's a backhanded compliment to us. Um, so I would say something more, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut. Um, so anyway, we move on to reports. We'll start with the fiscal officer's report with Ms. Heakin. Okay. Um, 
So January begins a new budget year. Our general fund ending balance is $3,103,201, which is a decrease of 4% from November. Restricted fund ending balance is $5,421,657, which was a decrease of 4% from November. Combined, the funds total $8,524,858, <coughs> which is a decrease of 4% from November. Um, ex revenues for the month of December were $40,453 with expenses at $399,359. But um, year-to-date revenues are $6,132,533, expenses $4,959,871, um, which means our expenses for 2021 were $1,172,662 lower than revenues, and that will carry forward. Um, our next semi-annual settlement of property tax revenues from the Hamlin County Auditor will occur in April of 2022. Voter-approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of the township's public services. Our JEDZ business revenues supplement the cost of services that exceed our property tax revenues. And thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we are able to continue to provide residents with exceptional services, um, like iceberg prevention, <laughs> at a lower cost. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Very well done. Uh, that, and uh, we have any questions about Mr. Frazier's road superintendent's report? I'd like to point out a couple of things. Okay. We are still picking up Christmas trees through <laughs> Monday uh, through uh, on Mondays until the end of January uh, a special service that we do thanks to the waste and recycling levy and they go to the to the uh, compost yard to be recycled uh, we have had two snow and ice events already in the past 30 days and we have additional event forecast for this Friday over Saturday that we will uh, continue to watch and uh, the township leaf program during October, November, and December is now complete, and crews picked up a total of 44 truckloads of leaves. So my theme of just say no to plastic bags, uh, 44 truckloads of leaves are now tucked warmly into the compost yard, uh, doing their magic for another year. And uh, there were eight trips through the township we typically uh, do not do the full week of Christmas because we were already in a snow and ice event, but this year we did not have one that week and the crew went out an additional week and picked up the last leaves, the last few leaves, and we had residents that were really appreciative of that last little. We had leaves, it was unusual weather and the, some of the trees held onto the leaves longer. So uh, we did that extra. And so I just want to point that out about that. add one more thing? I assume our road crew did this, but I think it was last week I noticed that Good Shepherd Montessori was late with putting their leaves to the street on Berwick, and it was a lot of leaves, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be here a while, because it was after when they scheduled mm -hmm. to pick up. It was gone the next day. Mm -hmm. they, were, they talked with Good Shepherd about That's amazing. That. So, you know, our crew, I sent also yeah. sent an email, didn't make the list of... <laughs> <laughs> feedback from the community Thanks. and thanking the road crew because they do such a great job. I want to mention that as well. I appreciate that. The um, Because our equipment is multifunctional, whenever there's a snow or ice event, we have to take um, beds and gear off of 
more than one truck for leaves and brush and outfit them for snow and ice. So when yeah. that happens in the middle of brush or um, leaf season, it takes an entire day to re-equip re the trucks and then an entire day to take them apart. So we lose two days in that schedule. It's already a really <coughs> demanding schedule. So yes, their leaves were put out and other leaves were put out after it ended, but because of the good weather, they were able to keep good. the truck in the leaf mode instead of the snow mode. It, they are now firmly in the snow <laughs> mode. <laughs> yes. Okay, with that, we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. I am going to go through this really quickly. Um, it, I'm mainly following the <coughs> our podcast, uh, uh, so if anyone who is interested, uh, we I'm sure the trustees will mention this, but we uh, kicked off the year for our podcast yesterday with uh, New Year, What's New in Columbia Township, and so I actually have the talking points that we used in the podcast, which is largely my administrator's report. I'm just going to highlight a couple of items, and then our podcast uh, was posted this afternoon to the website. If anyone is interested in what I'm talking about in more detail, it will be on that link. I want to give a special shout out to Kim Gray, our office manager. She worked very tirelessly with uh, fiscal officer Hegan and me through the end of December and the beginning of January. It is a heavy lift to close out <coughs> a budget year for a five million dollar operation like we have and then we have to open a new budget year and we have to comply with state and, uh, and county auditor requirements throughout. Kim's third vacation since COVID started, flights were canceled. She has tried three times to go on vacation and has never made it. So instead of being on vacation <laughs> during the holidays, Kim assisted or led uh, with us working with her the closeout of 2021 and the opening of 2022. And so uh, we're sorry that that happened to her, but uh, all the residents and all of us greatly benefit from that. So thank you so much to Kim Gray for that. Thanks, Kim. She yeah, was the best. Uh, so we just received the fourth quarter uh, Jed Z check for 2021. We had the highest year ever total Jed Z proceeds, so business uh, income tax revenue uh, total, which includes what goes to our partner Fairfax, a million four, highest year ever in this program. So, so it's a million four. Million four total uh, to Fairfax. So there are program expenses, and then Fairfax 10%. So a million, a little over a million two, will come to us. So we just received that check. That's spectacular. Spectacular. Yes. And so January one, the waste and recycling, um, cut your taxes, keep your services that the voters approved on November second went into effect. So taxes uh, will be lower uh, as a result of that. And then also on January one, we've had a big. Uh, start to the year already. Uh, we're only in the second week. The Plainville TIF that we set up with the Porsche expansion will begin collecting the new property taxes on Woosti's investment at the Porsche of the village, <coughs> the new Maserati Alfa Romeo facility, as well as the renovation of the Porsche Volvo facility. And those new taxes will be collected into a special bank account uh, that will be used exclusively for public improvements, roads, sidewalks, crosswalks, and facilities in the Madison Place neighborhood dedicated strictly for the Madison Place neighborhood. So that started January 1 as well. Awesome. Uh, we have several businesses that are um, uh, expanding and uh, Dustin touches on that in his report uh, next. And um, we have uh, 
three neighborhoods that we have new homes being built in, so the market really is interested in Columbia Township in terms of new housing, which is good for the community because the houses, the housing stock in Columbia Township, for the most part, is 30 to 40 or more years old, and so there's a lot of demand for uh, new housing in the region, and it, it helps to attract younger families uh, and, and singles uh, to diversify our community. And so we're excited to see those things happening. In Roads and Trails this week, we are bidding Cambridge West, which we mentioned earlier with Mr. Hemingway's email, and then also Buckingham East. And uh, we are also uh, preparing to construct uh, improvements to Walton Creek North. All three of these road projects together are $2 million. So we're just starting the year and we're already spending $2 million on road projects. We have grants from OPWC. We're going to be able to utilize some of the money for uh, Cambridge. Uh, because of its proximity to uh, Porsche uh, from the Plainville TIF. So uh, again, utilizing other people's money to supplement our road and bridge levy, one of my favorite things to say. Uh, and uh, so we're looking at in our road uh, department and trails and connectivity, we're looking to lower more speeds on the roads that we control. We're looking at putting more crosswalks where they are warranted for safety. And we're going to roll out the new speed radar signs from the study that we did last year. And also in the, our resident communications to close, we uh, are looking at an addition of our magazine, The Voice, Columbia Township Magazine, The Voice Special Edition announcing uh, what neighborhood vote winners were for the Neighborhood Economic Development NED uh, program for our street uh, trees or designer street signs. And then also we're going to begin adding to our monthly podcast. Uh, 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 Brian Lamar uh, suggested this idea, and I think it's an amazing one. Uh, people will be really interested in following the podcast even more, Columbia Makers theme. We're going to feature Columbia Township residents, and I'll let, let I'll just wait and let you talk about that a little bit later, but uh, focusing on people who live next door, who are doing things quietly uh, or boldly in the community uh, and in neighboring communities and in the region that you may not know as you see them come and go uh, that, are, that are pretty amazing and they are Columbia Township residents and also some of our business owners and business employees. So that is my report. Thank you. Any questions about the report? That was a lot. Anything to add? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, uh, next, we go on to the economic development uh, report, Mr. Montgomery's report. Any questions about that? Uh, Dustin asked me to pass along. He was going to be here, and because we have to keep moving, uh, we have the, the JEDZ meeting uh, later, he asked me to pass along that we are near 100% retail occupancy in our three business districts despite the pandemic. Wow. That uh, there's been a lot of hard work by the brokers and the owners to backfill any spaces in our three uh, business districts for retail. And that is the first in the township that we don't have any uh, vacancies in uh, the retail district. It's great news. It is great news. Okay, um, and then we move on to the police report, and we have Sergeant Haynes, so as a special guest. Um, you got anything you want to say? Uh, just introductions first. My name is Sergeant John Haynes. Okay. Uh, I've been with the Department of Patrol Division specifically 20 years, Hamilton County 25 years, uh, 10 years active duty and reserve as a Marine. Uh, I've got a police uh, administration degree from Eastern Kentucky University, public relations uh, minor. 
Uh, it's my third time uh, working in Columbia Township. Uh, going with the theme of kind of the way the, the township's moving, when I was a rookie uh, 18 years ago and Columbia Township decided to put on uh, three power shift cars uh, kind of to address some issues that we had here, I had the distinction of being the on the first police cars at strobe lights because we were transitioning from the rolling orbs but I didn't have a, a computer in my car because the old system we had, they they couldn't find squirrels to go in there and hit the buttons for the old system anymore, I guess. Uh, and we were transitioning to a new computer system, we didn't have it, so I had run out here for two years without a, a computer and the uh, learned the old way of doing things, which is interacting and, and, and dealing with people in the community. And I remember most of my focus was down in Madison Place. And when you kind of look at Columbia Township and how it's changed, it's kind of all changed from there. This place has changed in leaps and bounds since the three times you know, I came here. Uh, whenever we transitioned from uh, Columbia Township to District 4 up in Silverton, I was a corporal there. I was assigned down here. And I remember uh, coming down to Ridge and Highland, and I probably, the first night that I worked, I must have ran like 50, 60 tags at Ridge and Highland. And I was like, what, no, no warrants? There's no one suspended? It's like, such a transition from the last time that I worked here it was yeah and then I'm like walking down to Madison Place and then I go down and I start looking down Massendale Road and what is going on in the city too and I thought wow I really haven't been down here here's place has changed so much and then uh, I went back to District 3 I got promoted sergeant they brought me back down here um, and I'm encouraged with everything the department's doing right now um, I'll get into a little bit of that but the biggest thing I just wanted to say that uh, what I appreciate is always the support from Columbia Township. I know it's a little thing, but we've gone to two full 24-hour cars. Uh, I can't tell you what that means to my guys right now with the climate of law enforcement and, and how hard they're working. And I'm privileged and honored that I have a good team of people. Uh, you've met Robin, um, my counterpart on day shift. Um, that neighbor just got promoted. You couldn't, we couldn't have a better guy here. When I worked with Paul years ago out in the West, uh, he was a rock star. And coming from transition where he's coming from now, uh, I think we're going to build a good team here. And I'm very encouraged with uh, a lot of things we're doing. Most of that transitions into my report, which it makes it easy for me because we've got this great new intelligence-based driven policing thing that we're doing and we've got the intelligence unit that can crunch numbers and make it very easy for me to give a good presentation to you guys. And the first thing I'd like to give out to you, not, not anything huge, but also when we look at uh, crime reports and our statisticians can look at everything going around. Um, the one thing we want to do is just a quick public safety alert, uh, making sure that people, residents, lock their cars, lock it twice until you hear it locked. Uh, don't leave keys inside the vehicle. Uh, make sure that your garage doors uh, are secure. Secure seat, your keys inside the house. Typically people like to put them in a dish or a hook someplace. Sometimes that's not the best thing to do. Um, and then also don't leave personal property inside the vehicles. Uh, we haven't seen as big of an increase in the surrounding uh, jurisdictions with car thefts or vehicle break-ins, but we do know that there is a group uh, coming around here uh, stealing cars. I think in the last month we had one car stolen and also like a 
theft from one vehicle, so we're doing a good job uh, of preventing that. Uh, the summary that the intelligence unit pretty much gave us was is that uh, theft and minor uh, disorderly offenses are the most common thing that we're seeing in Columbia Township through the month of December and the prior months. Most of these are higher concentrated in a smaller area, um, leaving the rest of the township with little or no crime, which I think that's pretty amazing. Um, we like we like that. Yes. Let's leave with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no crime. Um, through 2001, the incidents outside the area, uh, but most of the crime that we had occurred at Lowe's, Home Depot, uh, Quality Inn, and they related to the most of the crime that we're seeing. Um, with the intelligence-based patrolling. Uh, what we're trying to do is, it's, it's a, if they put more money, more time, more effort, and uh, educating us to problem solving than I've ever had in my entire career. And it's amazing, uh, amazing opportunity that we have to have uh, be partnered up with the University of Cincinnati, uh, have a grant, and also have the intelligence units with us. When Robin and I started going to these classes, we just dove straight into it because. Uh, first time that they ever gave us the ability to scientifically prove this proves this a law enforcement issue or, or problem solve. Um, we dove into this and the, the best part about this is District 4, our guys are leading the way in doing this. Uh, everybody sees it, we're putting uh, more information out to the uh, analysts and my guys are rock stars, they're knocking it out of the park. Uh, we see it, this is the future of law enforcement. Um, one of the things about Home Depot and Lowe's, you've got a good uh, loss prevention program in there. So the numbers a little bit are artificially inflated just because you've got people in there constantly calling when they see people that have already had a trespass warning against them. It's our frequent flyers that are going there and stealing all the time. Part of what our information-driven uh, patrol is going to do is we're going to partner up with the businesses. We're going to look at the times, the dates, the people. Is it specific groups? Uh, are they specific, you know, taking specific items? Can we short up what Home Depot and Lowe's does just so that we're not supplementing loss prevention uh, with taxpayer dollars? And if we have an issue, you solving it. Now, if it takes us a little bit of ramped up enforcement to make people know that you don't come to Lowe's and uh, or the uh, Home Depot in Columbia Township to steal you elsewhere, it's going to alleviate a lot of problems for us. But hopefully, it's a partnership to figure out uh, the best way to use resources and get everybody on the same boat. But we can also use this if there's issues in Madison Place or down off of Wooster, uh, gives us the resources to analytically look at something, ask the right questions, and problem solve. And also give us the ability to say that this might not be our issue. But bringing uh, partners with churches, civic groups, job and family services, addiction resources, whatever we have, bring to the table to help out the community. So, fabulous thing that we're doing here. It's uh, really outside the box uh, thinking for us. And um, I'm appreciative. I got a good team of guys and, and gals that are just jumping into this because they found out the more that we do in this intelligence based policing. Uh, the less they have these repeat calls to places. Uh, so I'm getting them to buy into this, and I think that it's the future of law enforcement that we have to be good stewards of uh, the money that you guys give us for, for contract service, and we have to be good stewards of taxpayer dollars. So we have to be the best that we can do 
and we can't just constantly go to trouble spots that that everybody wants to see us driving on the street every day that's the biggest complaint we have and i don't want to see y'all driving on the street <laughs> you guys make me nervous yeah. Uh, but the that best, is the number one request of residents. Yes. They want to see on the street. It is. What I like to tell people is, well, if, if you see me a lot, it might be a frequent flyer. It might be a bad thing. But that's what that's what a community wants is they want to have a good partnership with police and get back mm -hmm. to way patrol and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Um, which is where we're going here. Uh, it's leaps and bounds different than when I was out here 20 years ago. I can tell you, so we're moving in the right direction. But we're not stagnant. We're we're continuing to progress, and I'm encouraged that I've got a computer in my car. <laughs> so that makes things a lot easier for me. Okay. Um, let's see some of the other highlights we had. Uh, like I said before, uh, we had uh, two auto-related crimes: one auto theft and one uh, theft of parts from a vehicle. Theft of parts from a vehicle. That's way below the average of what everybody else is seeing here. Uh, I know just up the road, Sycamore Townships had uh, two or three just from the mall. Uh, just think of radio runs here recently. Lieutenant um, Neighbor sends us the report mm -hmm. uh, in advance so that the trustees can really dig through it. I know that Susan always makes sure that she looks through all the the reports. Um, and then um, specifically, good information. The, the lieutenant gave me. Uh, I don't know how deep you want me to go. Just this the rundown of the calls that we had, yeah. basically. And not in the meeting, not the okay. rundown of the calls. All right, then. Uh, other than that, we I do make it available publicly for anybody who wants to request. Yeah, it's, okay. it's very other than interesting. That, just got some statistics, which are nice and boring. I can see that everything's going down, which is a great trend mm -hmm. for us. And then um, I'll leave these for you here. Just the. Uh, Notice from the intelligence blogger, you can probably put that on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, this is the, these are in the report packets. Is that what you're handing uh, out? That is actually, that's something that's a different, that I just okay. got from them. Okay. Um, I need to get a copy of that then. Well, uh, okay. look, you know, I know Sunday was National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, so thank you. Oh. Clearly, you have passion for the job and improving community, and thank you. That was a very thorough report, and it's great to see improvements. In the community and you have that great perspective of being away for a while so you see the bigger changes and so it, it's thank you. absolutely uh, amazing and it gives you hope uh, yeah. working other communities uh, specifically I, I volunteered uh, a couple years ago to go to Lincoln Nights whenever we had that and mostly it was uh, one good thing about the sheriff's department is you know you can have a change of scenery uh, yeah uh, with this organization and I've worked seven years out in the West and honestly with the uh, opium epidemic it was just uh, overwhelming to go there and uh, have an overdose once or twice a day for seven years was just horrible and when we had Lincoln Heights uh, we had to go patrol I volunteered to go over there and he was like why do you want to go there because it's brand new it's a clean slate we've never been there before we don't have a footprint um, yeah there's problems there but um, found out that going over there and being a good cop was really easy and we had a dramatic change in the three years that we were there uh, in Lincoln Heights and it would be interesting to go and see the evolution. Um, I mean obviously there's a lot of things that have to, to go into the building a strong community but the community foundations are there it's just that the one thing that they didn't have was quality law enforcement which they have right now um, it would be good to go back and have the perspective 
uh, 10 years later to see how they go and how we could be a part of that. But to be here and see from uh, a rookie beat cop, uh, and a brand new beat that uh, the township put on for us, uh, to come back here as a supervisor and then come here as a supervisor again, just the transition's been amazing. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an absolute thriving community. And the best thing when you say you've got your business district at 100% capacity right now, we don't have that in a lot of places that we're at right now. Um, and it's it's a it's a thriving community. We just have a couple of issues that uh, we're aware of, and we just need to work and address a little bit. So. Okay. Well, thank you. Appreciate thank it. You so much, Pat. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. It's a great perspective. We haven't always heard that. Okay. Uh, next, we move <coughs> on to the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue and the Deer Park Silverton Fire and Rescue with Mr. Lamar. Um, I think for the Little Miami update, um, the separation is still on schedule, and Gulf Minor will be. Um, Separated from Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue District, um, March 1st at 12.01 a.m. And it's an amicable split. And so I also uh, met with um, Chief Sifsky um, at the um, Breakfast with Santa mm -hmm. in December. And that was a, he's doing a great job. I didn't want to bug him too much just while he gets his feet wet on the job. He's only been there a little over a month. And so I think that we'll be more engaged with him coming soon. Um, and I'll just go straight into Deer Park Silverton and um, meeting with Chief Matter and I will be attending all of the um, Deer Park Silverton Fire Board meetings as a um, just as part of not I'm not on the board or anything I will just be there to view and to listen in and to learn as they start to transition for the Ridge Fire District um, they're on pace to they needed to hire some people for the March takeover and they're on pace for that. And so looking forward to um, working closer with, the, with that fire district. And so if you have any questions, let me know. I appreciate you taking the time and having the enthusiasm to go do that and get engaged with the Deer Park Silverton Fire Department as well. Nearly so a full-time job. Thank you. Another full-time job. Yeah. That's why you're yeah. here, Brian. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the hardest working trustee in show business. Okay. It's a beautiful station, by the way. It's beautiful equipment, and you get be like a little kid when you go over there. So it's, yeah. it's not all work. All good stuff. <laughs> all right, trustees reports. Anything new to report? I'd like to mention, as Melissa mentioned, the podcast really, um, really quickly. Um, she mentioned the Makers, Columbia Makers series, and I'm really excited for that because over the course of the past couple of years as a trustee, I've met so many really interesting people that are part of the community, and you would not know that they have really interesting jobs, that, and I want to promote them. And so there's people, there's uh, a woman in Madison Place who takes um, recyclables and turns it into purses. She's built an entire business for that and does it out of her home and she's partnered with some retail spaces. Most people will probably never know that. There's caterers and photographers and small business owners and we'll promote them trying to get you know, a bigger sense of community um, for our residents. And you know, a lot of them that I put to Melissa were Madison Place residents. So I'll put a call out to other neighborhoods if you or someone you know has an interesting role, it could be anything, uh, we want to know about it. And we'll help you promote it possibly, uh, <coughs> on a podcast or take your picture or talk about you here. Um, as we build this community, I'm really passionate about that. So reach out to us. Makers, influencers, heroes, community builders, all the like. Yeah, and we have all of those in every neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right, um, let's move on to communications. Any questions about any of the communications? Then we move on to the motions. All right, so we have five minutes left. We have a hard stop today, and we have five items. One motion and four um, resolutions, so let's roll. 
Um, I need a motion uh, required by Ohio Revised Code that every community, township, village, city have an appointee uh, to the Hamilton County Solid Waste District uh, Committee and uh, the gentleman who is referenced, I don't know how to spell his last uh, or pronounce it, Matt Wallert. Matt, Matt Wallert. Wallert. Uh, is a P, has a PhD and is a professor at Miami University uh, or, or a professor at a university uh, in this specific field and has volunteered to represent the townships and uh, we are being asked to vote by motion on uh, every township to represent townships in Hamilton County. I'll, I'll make a motion that we appoint Matt Waller to the Hamilton County Township Association representative for the Hamilton County Solid Waste Committee Board. I second. second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that ten times fast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the first uh, resolution is an emergency uh, authorizing an advance of funds from General Fund 1000 to finance certain reimbursable expenditures related to Cambridge Avenue West, Plainville to Edith, road improvements, dispensing with the second reading, and declaring an emergency. We talked about this earlier. That is a result of the TIF that we were able to set up with the uh, Woosti Investment Porsche expansion that we're going to be able to capture some of the new property tax revenue to use toward uh, public improvements. We are currently bidding Cambridge West. The TIF account does not have sufficient funds in it yet because it just began collecting those January 1. This authorizes us to advance funds toward our share of the match required for OPWC's grant uh, until such time that the Plainville TIF has sufficient funds to reimburse us. So this is an advance. Uh, if, are there any questions? No. Okay, so this is uh, the longest that we have an emergency vote. I've read the title of the resolution. Uh, um, I guess I need my emergency out. Uh, may I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So, so moved, second. Roll call. He moved, I second. I moved. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Lamar. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay, may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. May I have a motion and a second? Sorry, Ms. Hughes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> Strike one. Mm. May I have a motion and a resolution, a uh, motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? A motion. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yeah. The next two res. Thank you. The next two resolutions are uh, staffing related, and they are first reading dispensing with the second reading. Um, I have, we have three service techs. We talked about earlier in, in our meeting how phenomenal they are. I have a service tech who has been working for many years also as a mechanic and a welder and has been compensated only at a service worker pay rate. So I did research with our membership through Center of Local Government, which represents four, five counties in the region. All members upload their employee wage rates from minimum to maximum, and I looked at the percentage of time that he does mechanic work and welding work uh, on everything from small equipment all the way to our large snow and ice uh, uh, dump trucks and our facilities, welding very large um, box structures and, and such, and, uh, and proposing a, 
uh, revised position description for him, for Jamie Evancheck, from service worker to service worker two, and the only change in the position description is the inclusion of language related to mechanic duties and welding duties and experience. Do I have any questions? Nope. Okay. Uh, reclassifying an existing full-time at-will position of service worker to service worker two, adopting the revised job description for such position and dispensing with the second reading. To reiterate, this is not a new position, it's a reclassified position. So this is a um, dispensing with the second reading. So I've read the title, may have a motion and a second to dispense the second reading, dispense with the second reading and pass the resolution. I'll motion. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? But yes. All right, thank you. The uh, next resolution also employee related and uh, dispensing with the second reading. Establishing employee hourly rates and ranges effective January 1, 2022 and dispensing with the second reading. This uh, practice of coming before the Board of Trustees, Mike Lemon did annually. Uh, and it involves the same work that I mentioned before with the Center for Local Government looking at uh, employee pay ranges in the region and whether there needs to be adjustments or not. Uh, in the two years that I have been administrator, I have not brought any before you. The last one that Mike passed with you in January of 2020, two years ago, was sufficient. Uh, because we now have the position of our customer service coordinator, Lauren Allison, and then also with the revision of the reclassification for the service worker to service worker two, I need to bring this back forward to you to establish pay ranges for those. So I've identified on the resolution where there are no changes from the 2022 resolution and the others uh, where they are. Are there any questions? Okay. So I have read the title. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading and pass the resolution? A motion. Second. Roll call. Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubik. Yes. Ms. Hughes. The final resolution is a second reading. We discussed this in detail at the prior meeting. Just a quick recap. Cambridge Avenue East, a completely different project. This <coughs> is on the east side of Plainville Road. We are proposing to reconstruct Plain, uh, Cambridge Road, including drainage improvements. I found out uh, in last month that OPWC's first round did not award the grant that we had requested for this project. And so there's a second chance opportunity in May and I need your authorization to apply again for this project. Uh, and so this is a second reading with a vote. Do I have any questions? No. Okay. So um, you've already heard the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. That's it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, make a motion that we approve the payment of the bills, <coughs> bank reconciliation, and financial reports. The wire is second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? I yes. make a motion that we sign the minutes and resolutions. The wire is second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I make a motion to adjourn. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Didn't mean to rush everybody, but I know we were on a Thank time you. crunch. Thanks, Elliot. Thank you. Thanks, Rob.